and welcome back to the TTP, Dotani Talks Parsha, this year where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. We are now in Kisavo, just a few Parshiot left in Devarim, the final days of Moshe Rabbeinu's life when he's talking to the Jewish nation, preparing them for the future helping them usher in to transform them towards the next stage in their national life and in their communal life and in the Jewish history where Yahushua was going to take over. The Pasuk tells us in the beginning of the Parsha, in Chaf Vav, Pasuk Bet, you shall take of the first of all the fruit of the land. You shall take the Bikurim, gracious Priha Adama, you have to take the beginning, the, the first fruits. The question is why? Why don't we wait until the fruit ripens a little more? Why don't we wait until a few months in, get a really nice orange, a really nice grape? I don't know anything about planting or anything like that, but I'm sure that if we waited a little bit, we could get even better produce than the first ones, the exact first ones that come to ripen and that come to fruition. Why don't we wait a little bit? Why do we give the fruit right away? So Rashi picks up and explains to us the sources from Chabad.org of the first, but not all of the first. Why not all? Because not all fruits are subject to the mitzvah of first fruits. Only the seven species, the shivataminim, for which the land of Israel, Eretz Yisrael, is noted, for which it is famous. Here in our verse, it says the word Eretz, land. And there in the verse describing the praise of Eretz Yisrael, it says a land of wheat and barley, Eretz Chita, Saora, Gefen, the vines and, and figs and pomegranates, you know, Eretz Chita, Saora, Gefen, Rimon, and Te'enam, and talks about Eretz Vat Chalav Udevash, a land of oil producing olives and honey. And it's the devash that we're talking about is really devash from the temarim, from the date. State honey is really what Israel is famous for. And interestingly, my wife and I has been, have been watching many virtual tours, thanks to Eve Harrow of One Israel Fund and David Sussman of David Sussman Tours. Really cool, interesting stuff, especially exploring the land. And throughout Yehuda and Shamron, throughout all of Israel, there's a lot of people that actually go and use those grapes to make beautiful wine. They use those olives, they make beautiful olive oil, and you see the date trees all throughout the land sprouting, especially once we came back in 48. Everything really becoming green again, everything being able to be harvested again, and that's what Israel is famous for. But it can't be every single fruit, because there has to be some left over. We bring some of the first fruits, but it still has to be the first fruits. Just as the earlier verse in, in Devarim earlier on is referring to the seven species through which Eretz Yisrael is praised, here to the verses dealing with the praise of the land. Rashi proceeds to explain two expressions which are relevant to the midst of first fruits in light of the connection taught by the rabbis above. Oil producing olives referred to aguri olives, meaning superior quality. Olives that retain their oil, keeping it gathered as it were inside it. Hence it is the superior fruits which must be brought here. And in the same verse, honey, that is the honey of dates, as we mentioned from Sifri. So yes, we give of the first, but really it should be of the superior quality. It could be that we want to be those that are Zrizim Akdim of the Mitzvah. We want to jump on the Mitzvah right away. We want to show our appreciation to Hashem for giving us the land, for giving us the fruits, for giving us the produce. We don't want to wait. We do things right away, and we don't do it halfway. 
We don't say, ah, I'm going to give some, and I'm going to give it the worst quality. You want to do something right, you do it the whole way. Don't do it half-witted. Don't go halfway. Do it the whole way. I think of in our lives, in our houses, in our things, we see things that are left for us, and it was really done halfway. I don't understand why in some way. I was just thinking about this the other day. Our air itself went kaput. It's really not doing well on really hot days. And I'm like, why was such an old machine left for us? If I was leaving a house for someone else and I was leaving it in the wall, would I leave such an old unit that's not going to last? When it was left for us, it was already yellowed. And now it's already five years later when we moved in. Don't do things halfway. Don't go about it in a half-witted way. If you're going to do something, you have to do it right. And if you want to get something done, you give it to a busy person and you make sure that it's done in the right way. You want to celebrate? Don't celebrate in a halfway. Go above and beyond. Be generous and make sure to go that whole way. I want to make sure if I'm celebrating my wife's birthday or my kid's birthday, I want to do it right. I want to go the whole way. If I'm going to celebrate something, it has to be the whole way, the full way. We have to make sure. So, of course, here, Lahavdil as well, it has to be the right way. We don't want to wait. It's reason, Makdim of the Mitzvah, the early bird gets the worm, the phrase goes. You have to do it right away. You can't wait. We do it right away. As soon as the fruits ripen and if they're of superior quality, we give it right away to Hashem, especially to appreciate an appreciation of our thanks that he gave us the fruit, he gave us the land, especially for those that are farmers and for those that are tilling the land. And Rashi also points out from Chabad.org of the first of all the fruit. What is the process of taking these fruits? A man goes down into his field and sees a fig that has ripened. He winds a reed around it for a sign and declares this is the first fruit. This is the Bikurim, from Mishnah Bikurim. And it's also interesting that there's a whole Pasuk that has to be said, a whole history lesson, if you will, around the Ovedavi, Bayer Mitzrayimam, which is similar to what we see in the Haggadah itself, because it's uh, important to realize where we come from and where are we going. If we don't realize where we come from, we don't realize where we are going to, then how are we supposed to know where we're supposed to be heading? We have to appreciate the past, appreciate where we come from in order to look towards the future, in order to go towards the future. And that's why we purposefully each time give that history lesson. Where did we come from? And we make sure right away to put that sign, that read around the fruit so that we know what is going to be given to Hashem. The Rambam points out on Chabad.org, everything that is for the sake of Hashem should be of the best and the most beautiful. We should give to Hashem in the full way. Don't go halfway. Don't go half-witted. Make sure to do it the right way, the best way. It should be of the best and the most beautiful. If you're going to volunteer, for example, to be involved in a mitzvah, you're going to volunteer your property, your house, to, to do a mitzvah, for example, don't do it halfway. I remember we hosted a Shavar Brachos for my uh, brother and sister-in-law a long time ago, and it was really a wonderful, wonderful experience. It was a wonderful thing, and we were able to to have it in, the, in our house, and it was obviously only for very select people. We couldn't fit the whole world, but we had a few tables, and we had... You know, I, I got a whole thing based on Amazon. I, I changed the, the seating around of the house. I moved things out of the way, and it was really a beautiful thing. And people said, I don't know if you could do it, if you could host the people, if there's enough room. Baruch Hashem, there was more than enough room. And I got a whole theme, and I put up, you know, different things around the house. And there was a color scheme, and I personally cooked 
like 90% of the food myself till 2 in the morning and I was so happy to do it because you want to do a mitzvah, you have to do it right. I could have easily gotten takeout. I could have easily not spend money on, on disposable goods but I felt you do a mitzvah, you do it the right way. You do it the full way. You do it the whole way. You don't do it halfway. You want to buy someone a gift for their present, don't get them a $2 thing that shows you're half thinking about them. Go above and beyond. Be generous. Go the whole way. Don't go halfway. You want to host people for a meal? Don't buy takeout and serve it to them. People know when things are takeout and when it's not. People know when it's a home-cooked meal or when it's not. You want to have them, for example, in the beautiful weather, you want to go outside, especially to be extra cautious nowadays. You want to have them serve them the good food you don't have to serve 150 dishes but make it right serve them if you want to use disposable make it nice pretty disposable don't serve them a random uh, fork and a random paper plate you found from amazon or costco serve them good cutlery serve them good food you want to take someone and you want to give them a ride do it the whole way don't go halfway yeah so it might be five minutes out of my way. I'd rather drop them off at my house and then, and then, and then go about my way. I'm not going to go the extra five minutes to drive them home. No, you go the extra five minutes. Is it really going to kill you the extra five minutes? It reminds me of the fact that I would get a ride to school before Corona happened, and in the morning my ride would meet me, even though, she, even though the ride lives on the opposite side of town. We found a mutual meeting point that was, you know, ten minute walk from my house and all the way out of her way for her but she made sure to do that to, so that it could be doing the mitzvah in a way and then on the way home was literally dropped home at my house even though it's totally out of the way because that's doing orchem, using your car in the right way I remember we had a comedian in our community many years ago and the comedian needed to get back to the city where he lives and he said eh how am I going to get there what are we going to do uh, you don't have to drop me off right at the train maybe drop me off a few blocks I said no my wife and I had a babysitter for the night anyway, and we drove him all the way to the train, a good 15-minute drive, and we made sure he got out, got his ticket, and got onto the train, because you don't do it halfway. You're going to give him the ride. You you do the mitzvah, you do it all the way. You don't stop halfway and make him walk the rest of the way, especially late at night. It wouldn't even be a Halloween. It didn't enter our minds. You have to bring him the full way. And also, after finishing a meal or finishing a visit, you walk them out of the house onto the sidewalk, walking in the dal almost really makes the difference. I'm guilty of it that I don't always do it, but my wife is usually making sure that we try to do that. We have to do things all the way. Don't go halfway and be quorum too. When you're doing something, you're doing a mitzvah, make sure it's the best and most beautiful way. When one builds a house of prayer, it should be more beautiful than his own dwelling. David Amalf made a palace for himself and he felt aggrieved, he felt guilty that Hashem was in the tent, the Aaron was in the tent. He said, I want to make a base of Mikdash and I want it to be much more beautiful than my own palace. He told us in Hanavi, uh, or God Hanavi, I forget which one, and the, the prophet offhand said, yeah, this is a great idea, let me confer with God. God said, nope, in the middle of the night he came and told the prophet, no, David can't do it for various reasons, there's too much blood on his hands maybe, but he'll start the process and make sure to go tell David right in the middle of the night at two in the morning, why? Because David Amalek is a doer. He doesn't do things halfway. He already was on the phone with contractors, building plans, making things. He probably already was halfway done to making the base of Megdash by the time he got the okay. 
Nasanavi or Garanavi, I forget, had to go in the middle of the night to tell him because that's not a person that would go halfway. He went the full way. You have to do it the right way. When one feeds the hungry, he should feed him of the best and sweetest of his table. Don't throw him random table scraps that you happen to lie around leftovers from last week. No, you give him good food that you yourself would eat or your kids would eat. When one gives clothing to someone who needs the clothing, he should make sure to clothe him with the finest of his clothes. Yadle is a beautiful organization. They're coming back to our community in a few weeks to, to take donations of clothing. We can't give thing, clothes that have holes or rips in it. We can't give shoes that have holes in it or socks that have holes in it. Is that kind of clothing or kind of shoes that we ourselves would wear and we're going to give it to needy people and it's missing elements, it's going to make them cold in the summer? That's not okay. We have to give them good conditioned clothing, good conditioned shoes, good conditioned things. Don't give them a toy that's missing all the pieces. Don't give them an item that's missing all the pieces. That's not done in the West way. you got to do it the right way, the full way. Don't go halfway. Whenever one designates something for a holy purpose, he should sanctify the finest of his possessions, as it is written, the choices to God. The Rambam points out, as we see from Bikur, we got to give the finest, and we have to do it as soon as possible right away. It should be of a superior quality, and that's why we give it right away. The first thing that we see, hopefully, if, a, if of superior quality, we give it right away. That could be why Hashem was upset when Cain and Hevel gave their offerings, and one was a beautiful offering, and the, and the other one was really not so good, was subpar. That's why Hashem was upset. And the, the person giving the offering wasn't happy about it, but Hashem says, do I want... You know, Hashem wants a nice carbon. You know, you bring a carbon to Hashem. The idea is you're offering a present, a gift to Hashem, an appreciation and thanks. You're going to give him a, an animal that's missing a leg, that, that's half beaten up. That's not a good carbon. That's not a good animal. We have to give of the first and of the choicest to God. The Lubavitcher Rebbe points out in the Chabad.org that the rule, the choices to God, applies in all areas of life. If the school day must include both sacred and secular studies, the former should be scheduled for the morning hours. The sacred, when the mind is of its freshest and most receptive, and it also shows the preference and the precedence of Torah first. Torah im derech eretz, Torah im mada, Torah first. And that's how it was in YU also. We would start the day with BMP, or why I actually started in YP, which was Gamar till 3 for a semester, and then I switched over for the rest of BMP. Always the day starting out with the Shiurim, with the learning, with the Torah. Torah Immada, Torah Vimada is the YU philosophy in Yeshiva University. So in the morning, we would start with Halacha on Monday, Wednesday, and Navi on Tuesday, Thursday, which I really loved. Sunday was Hashkafa, and then it would be Gemara. And then in the middle of the day, we would switch over to secular subjects, and then also in school. I know some schools don't do that, but most schools, they do Hebrew in the morning and then the English in the afternoon. That's what I had when I was a kid also in elementary and afterwards. We put that in the morning when the mind is fresh, it's the most receptive. If one's talents are to be divided between two occupations, one whose primary function is to pay the bills, and a second which benefits his fellow man, he should devote his keenest abilities to the latter. We have to be able to, to better and benefit the fellow man, especially Hashem and Torah. If you have the ability to use your capabilities for a Torah outlet, you have to do so, is what I say. And you don't do it in a halfway type of way. It's easy to, to do things in a, in a halfway way. You know, it's easy to give a two-minute thing on the Parsha. Much easier to do that. It's easy to give a five-second OT 
lesson. It's easy to give a five-second Perkyavos thing, but that's going halfway. We have to do what we can to really spell out what Hashem puts into our minds, five to ten minutes or more, really explaining something. And if you have the ability, of the capability, don't do it halfway and don't waste it on Narishkeit. You really have a good ability to write. Why are you writing for People magazine? Why can't you write for Ami magazine, Lahabda, Mishpacha magazine, really benefiting the Jewish world? If you have the ability to sing, why are you singing secular songs, non-Jewish songs for the non-Jewish public? Sing for the Jewish public. Benefit the Jewish public. You have a radio voice. You have a capability of audio and podcasts. I always talk about this. I love radio. I love audio. I love podcasts. So four out of five shows are Jewish-centric, and one, okay, can be used for Jews and non-Jews alike. We have to use it, and we have to do it all the way. Don't go halfway. Use your talents and use them right away in the best way, in the full way. In devoting the first ripened fruits of his life to God, a person is in effect saying, here lies the focus of my existence. Quantitatively, this may represent but a small part of what I am and what I have. But the purpose of everything else I do and possess is to enable this percentile of spirit to rise above my matter-clogged life. And that's how I feel very often when thinking about podcasts. If I could, I would be on the radio and audio all the time. If it paid the bills, that is a dream to actually be live on radio and on stage on TED Talks and Ellie Talks. Actually speaking, I love using my voice. But right now, it's a small percentage, it's a small aspect of my life. It's not my day job, although it would be wonderful to do so. My day job for the past six years has been working for the city, for the DOE as an occupational therapist. On the side, my small percentile using my talents, which I believe Hashem gave me, or better yet, using my capabilities, my abilities that Hashem gave me, this is really one of my big focuses, that I'm trying to do good in the world, trying to use something we have. I do other things, and that's this might be a small part of what I am, but it's really a big purpose for me. The first of my fruits, the first of my abilities I'm trying to use in a good way, especially because in college I used it in a social way. Now we're trying to make up for it all these years later, all these years of the shows to make do so. So we need to make sure that the first fruits of our labors, of our life, is done in the right way. We, we jump on a mitzvah right away, and just like Bikurim. We jump on the first fruits to give to Hashem right away, to thank Him and to appreciate for what He does for us, and to give back to Him right away. And it has to be done in a full way, the best way, the best ripened fruits that we see in front of us. Don't do it halfway. Don't do things halfway. Make sure to go the full way to do the most beautiful aspect of a mitzvah, most beautiful aspect of a capability, the choices to God. Make sure to use your abilities at the best times and make sure to feed people the best way to build things in the best way and to do things in the best way and in the sweetest way, in the most possible way, in the best way. And you go and you jump on the mitzvah right away and you go to give of the best that you can and give it back to Hashem. Make sure to give to Hashem from that what He gives to you. Make sure to do it in the best possible way, the fastest way. reason Makdim of the Mitzvahs. And by doing so, the whole world will be better. The whole world will benefit. And hopefully we can bring Mashiach speedily in our days. This has been the TTP Tani Talks Parsha. Join us where we talk about the Parsha of the Week with some practical lessons to keep.